0: Welcome everyone Welcome back to The Mystic Show I'm Chris Curran, your host And I'm happy that you're able to join me This is the show where we talk about Spirituality And mindfulness Meditation And of course a lot of self-help Well, I shouldn't say a lot of self-help But some self-help Because we all know in our hearts that Talking about spirituality is wonderful, but um, implementing it in our lives is, is where we're going to benefit and grow. And uh, we have our, we're going to do a nice reading today from our James Allen book that really expresses that nicely. So um, we're available as a podcast. I, I'm not sure if you know this. We uh, you can hear the podcast from our website themysticshow.net, or you can hear it in iTunes and Stitcher. So if you have Android or Apple, you can hear us as a podcast. And on our website, again, themysticshow.net, you can find links to our social media and all that stuff. And uh, I'm going to have an announcement probably by next week of a special page where you can support the show if you'd like to support the mystic show and support pause your life because pause your life is our sponsor and pause your life does meetups and retreats and with pause your life we are having a special new year's workshop and we're planning our spring retreat so the website is pauseyourlife.org if you go there you can see a lot of uh well, a lot of cool blog posts, very interesting material, and also about the meetups and the retreats. So, I'm happy you're here today. We have, I have a few things to talk about. Um, like I said, next week we'll have a really good announcement. Um, and right now I want to start with our first portion of this episode, which is already episode 108. Can you believe that? Um we're going to continue reading from our James Allen book, the one we've been reading from, and this the title of the book is From Poverty to Power. And it's it was published in 1901. And we've we're more than halfway through, and this section that we're on is called The Power of Meditation. And we're going to continue where we left off. So Here we go from James Allen, uh, The Power of Meditation. As by the power of meditation you grow in wisdom, you will relinquish more and more your selfish desires, which are fickle, impermanent, and productive of sorrow and pain, and will take your stand. With increasing steadfastness and trust Upon unchangeable principles And will realize heavenly rest The use of meditation Is the acquirement of a knowledge of eternal principles And the power which results from meditation Is the ability to rest upon and trust those principles and so become one with the eternal. The end of meditation is, therefore, direct knowledge of truth, God, and the realization of divine and profound peace. Let your meditations take their rise from the ethical ground which you now occupy. Remember that you are to grow into truth by steady perseverance. If you are an orthodox Christian, meditate ceaselessly upon the spotless purity and divine excellence of the character of Jesus, and apply his every precept to your inner life and outward conduct, so as to approximate more and more toward his perfection. Do not be as those religious ones who, refusing to meditate upon the law of truth and put into practice the precepts given to them by their master, are content to formally worship, to cling to their particular creeds, and to continue in the ceaseless round of sin and suffering. Strive to rise, by the power of meditation, above all selfish clinging to partial gods or party creeds, above dead formalities and lifeless ignorance. Thus, walking the highway of wisdom, with mind fixed upon the spotless truth, you shall know no halting place short of the realization of truth. He who earnestly meditates first perceives a truth, as it were, afar off, and then realizes it by daily practice. It is only the doer of the word of truth that can know of the doctrine of truth. For though by pure thought the truth is perceived, it is only actualized by practice said the divine Gautama, the Buddha, he who gives himself up to vanity and does not give himself up to meditation, forgetting the real aim of life and grasping at pleasure, will, in time, envy him who has exerted himself in meditation. And he instructed his disciples in the following five great meditations. The first meditation is the meditation of love, in which you so adjust your heart that you long for the wheel and welfare of all beings, including the happiness of your enemies. The second meditation is the meditation of pity, in which you think of all beings in distress, vividly representing in your imagination their sorrow and anxieties so as to arouse a deep compassion for them in your soul. The third meditation is the meditation of joy, in which you think of the prosperity of others and rejoice with their rejoicings. The fourth meditation is the meditation of impurity In which you consider the evil consequences of corruption The effects of sin and diseases How trivial often the pleasure of the moment And how fatal its consequences The fifth meditation is the meditation on serenity in which you rise above love and hate tyranny and opposition I'm sorry tyranny and oppression wealth and want and regard your own fate with impartial calmness and perfect tranquility by engaging in these meditations the disciples of the buddha arrived at a knowledge of the truth But whether you engage in these particular meditations or not matters little, so long as your object is truth, so long as you hunger and thirst for that righteousness which is a holy heart and a blameless life. In your meditations, therefore, let your heart grow and expand with ever-broadening love until, free from all hatred and passion and condemnation, it embraces the whole universe with thoughtful tenderness. As the flower opens its petals to receive the morning light, so open your soul more and more to the glorious light of truth. Soar upward upon the wings of aspiration, be fearless, and believe in the loftiest possibilities. Believe that a life of absolute meekness is possible. Believe that a life of stainless purity is possible. Believe that a life of perfect holiness is possible. Believe that the realization of the highest truth is possible. He who so believes climbs rapidly the heavenly hills, whilst the unbelievers continue to grope darkly and painfully in the fog-bound valleys. So believing, so aspiring, so meditating, divinely sweet and beautiful will be your spiritual experiences and glorious the revelations that will enrapture your inward vision. As you realize the divine love, the divine justice, the divine purity, the perfect law of good, or God, great will be your bliss and deep your peace. Old things will pass away, And all things will become new. The veil of the material universe, so dense and impenetrable to the eye of error, so thin and gauzy to the eye of truth, will be lifted and the spiritual universe will be revealed. Time will cease and you will live only in eternity change and mortality will no more cause you anxiety and sorrow for you will become established in the unchangeable and will dwell in the very heart of immortality. Okay, we'll take a quick break right here. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Mystic Show And I want to especially thank Anya for that little musical interlude Which is called Falling Embers Uh, Again, the artist is Anya Very relaxing And really a special sounding artist she is Creates beautiful music And actually I think she might engineer, uh, her music as well, which, uh, actually I've never looked into her too much, but I've, my wife and I love her music. So, so welcome back to the mystic show. Uh, that reading we just did from the James Allen book was tremendous. I, I want to touch on a couple points. When I was preparing for the show, I was reading this section and I, about halfway through, I got really, uh, I don't know, charged up a little bit, you know, in a subtle way. I wasn't, you know, jumping up and down, screaming like I was at a football game or anything like that. But I did feel this surge of energy. And uh, one of the points was he, you know, these five great meditations that he talks about uh, from the Buddha. Uh, The fifth one, uh, he writes, is the meditation on serenity. In which you rise above love and hate, tyranny and oppression, wealth and want, and regard your own fate with impartial calmness and perfect tranquility. See, this is a point that I think a lot of us miss. You know, living in the modern day, we always want, we want more of the things we like and we want less of the things we dislike. And if somehow we feel that God, in quotes, is blessing us with money and a good job and a loving family, we think that we're blessed and our life is, you know, spiritual, right? Or something. And yet, if we lost our job, we lost our wife, and... uh and our health isn't so good we feel like god has left us right and you know those cases are very in in one sense they're natural it's sort of natural to feel that way it's not it's somehow not unnatural but the way the buddha says in this fifth meditation is to rise above these dualities of life of love and hate good and bad wealth and want and these great spiritual masters of the past i think this is one of the main things that they've done they've transcended the duality of everyday material life not even everyday just material life on on the whole so they transcend these dualities and they're not caught up in them anymore they they still live a physical life. They have to live in the material world. You know, maybe they have money and they're wealthy, or maybe they don't have money and they're poor. Either way, the either one doesn't seem to affect them too much. Um, because, again, their consciousness is raised above these dualities. I think that's a big point, because I hear a lot of people talk about spirituality, and they bring spirituality down to the material level, and they say, this is spiritual, that is not, this is good, that's bad. And, you know, one of the, one of the reasons that I do this show is to help us all, is to help every one of us, including me, look up look higher. Look toward these higher values. It's easy to just get caught up in the everyday material world and and fight with other people and whatever. It's easy, but that's what everybody does. What everybody does not do is practice meditation and transcend these material values while still having them, in a sense, but transcend them into a more spiritual plane. And I try to, I find when I talk to some people about this, they just don't understand it. You know, um, for instance, I just had a conversation with um, one of my co-hosts on, a, on another show that I do, and we were just having lunch and we had a little conversation and he talked about all the bad that's happening in the world and all the, you know, the children that are dying and and all these. I think he brought brought that up as one example. And I said, look, we should do what we can do. But in the other sense, you know, God knows what, what he's doing. I mean, the universe knows what's happening. And the universe is allowing it to happen and, in a sense, causing it to happen. So, who who are... Who am I to label, like when someone dies, who am I to say that's bad? How do I know that's bad? Yes, I might feel sad. Yes, I might feel a sense of loss. Okay, that's, and again, that's a normal human reaction. Okay. However, who's to say that's bad? We don't know what happens after death. And we don't know what the journey of that particular soul is. You know, maybe it was best that that person died right now to move on to something better. So, in a sense, when, when, we, when we mourn people and say, and, and really get sad over all these losses of people and things and money. When we get really sad And 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 really affected by it, it That's actually selfish Because I want That person to be alive For my sake Not for their sake So I want My family near me at all times Because that's what I want And if one of them leaves me I'm upset I'm hurt I'm devastated I'm scarred for life Whereas In some cultures, they say, hey, someone dies, they take it, they view it as graduating to the next level of existence, into a much better level. They view it as a positive thing. So, it's a lot of perception there, but again, it's also spiritual practice. When you meditate on these questions and these situations, you will get, you will feel answers. You might not get answers in the form of words, but you'll feel the answers. Um, and then, so again, from the reading that we just did earlier, he talks about in the very next paragraph. Um, I'll just read the couple sentences real quick again. By engaging in these meditations, the disciples of the Buddha arrived at the knowledge of truth. But whether you engage in these particular meditations or not matters little, so long as your object is truth. So long as you hunger and thirst for that righteousness, which is a holy heart and a blameless life. So this brings up the other, another point about spirituality that, well, it's the goal of spirituality, or I should say your goal of spirituality. What is it? Some people's goal in spirituality is to feel good, physically and emotionally. They want to feel good. That's spirituality. In fact, there's been people on this show who have said, God wants me to be happy. God wants me to feel good. And I disagreed with that. Um, There's nothing wrong with feeling good, but, you know... We have to understand the goal of spirituality, and that's what James Allen is talking about here. So long as your object is truth, so long as you're, so long as you hunger and thirst for that righteousness, which is a holy heart. So how many of us in spirituality are really hungering and thirsting to develop a holy heart and a blameless life? That's a question oh, you can ask yourself. Everyone can ask themselves. Um, you know, sitting in meditation is not the goal. Meditation is a tool that we use for a certain purpose. In the meditation practice that I do, the, the practice of meditation serves a role, and that is to regulate the mind. And that's all meditation is for. It's not, meditation itself is is not spiritual per se. Meditation is a tool that we use on our spiritual journey towards truth and a holy heart. Because many of the masters have said, once you achieve the highest spiritual goal, you don't have to meditate anymore. Because you will actually be living in that highest consciousness at every moment. It's almost like you're meditating every moment without even knowing it. That's a spiritual consciousness of a very high level. And that's what these masters have achieved. And that is what is available to you. You. You can also achieve that. If you set the goal properly, set your goal properly, and practice some of these spiritual practices. But he also, and, and I like this other line too, He, when he, James Allen talks about, you know, be fearless and believe in the loftiest possibilities, believe that a life of absolute meekness is possible, believe that a life of stainless purity is possible believe that a life of perfect holiness is possible. And then he says, he who so believes climbs rapidly the heavenly hills. And, you know, I've learned this from goal setting. We've all known, if you think of, if you've ever taken a course on goal setting, we know that setting the goal very high, it, it pulls you toward itself. it, it sort of, just by setting a high goal and striving for it, you, half, half the job is done, almost. You know, well, uh, well begun is half done. That's the saying. So when we, when we believe in these higher spiritual goals, they open up to us. They become possible. And, and he says, he who so believes climbs rapidly the heavenly hills, which means you will make rapid progress. Toward these higher goals when you start to believe them. And and of course, then he mentions the other side. Whilst the unbelievers continue to grope darkly and painfully in the fog-bound valleys. And if you want to see examples of people groping darkly and painfully in the fog-bound valleys... (laughs) Just go walk around somewhere <laughs> in the modern world, right? It's pretty much everybody everybody's just worried about money and and their security and right it's a little it's a little scary at times, however, that also is there for a reason, right? Everything's here for a reason and and our opportunity meaning my opportunity and your opportunity is to use the situations that we're in for our own growth. So it's, it's best if we do not get overwhelmed by all these things around us, even if they might be crazy and, you know, you know, anti-spiritual or whatever you think it might be. Um, Everything is there for a reason, even, you know, like i mentioned personal tragedies we can use them as opportunities it's not easy i'll be the first one to say it's not easy i mean i just had an experience in my life where i was you know um extremely disappointed and let down and uh and and that's putting it very mildly <laughs> i i was I don't even want to really put any harsh words on it, but it was it was kind of brutal, and it affected me for a week or two. It really did, you know. I can't I can't lie, it did affect me. Uh, even though I knew I could make the best of it, I could move on. Everything was going to be all right. It still affected me, but you know what's good is that after all these years of meditation. I, I'm sort of aware that, okay, yes, I feel really bad and I have this emotional reaction, but I don't, it's almost like I don't take it so seriously. It's there and I might have to let off some steam, but I don't get caught up in it. I don't feel like that ruins my whole spiritual journey, you know, or, oh, I've fallen. I don't see it that way. And again, that's, I think that just comes from practice of meditation and higher awareness and a more awareness of your own personal consciousness, your own feelings and intuition. So, this was a great reading. I actually had this whole list of other things to talk about, but I was inspired, as you can tell, by this by this little reading here. So, that's why I got into it, so... um but I think that's all the time we have For today So I'm happy you were here to listen I hope some of these Ideas Resonated with you I hope you think about some of this And uh, if you'd like to Leave a comment on the, on the Website on the, on the post for this episode If you want to engage in a conversation Maybe ask questions or Anything uh, TheMysticShow.net And as you move through the rest of your day, maybe try to look at people in a little different way. Maybe try to see the light inside them. Or give them the benefit of the doubt. Or maybe just focus on some of these higher values we've been talking about. So, Until next time, keep shining.